and welcome to this Alan and Avery podcast on trademark, design and copyright issues raised by the metaverse. I am Beverly Potts, a senior PSL in the IP group at A&O. I'm joined today by three associates from our Paris office, Victoria Pied, Elise Romilly and Letitia Nicolazzi. In a previous podcast, we talked about the metaverse in general, what it is, what it looks like, what we can do in it. We also very quickly touched on the legal issues the metaverse will raise. In this podcast, we'll tackle in more depth the IP opportunities and issues raised by the metaverse, in particular, those related to trademarks, designs and copyright. In the recent months, it has become quite clear that IP is very important in the metaverse. Victoria, how would you explain the central role that IP takes? Well, ultimately, consumers are going to be immersed in the metaverse rather than browsing the internet. And therefore, the metaverse will become the entrance to brands and copyrighted works, much like social media or the wider internet is now. Let's take an example. A few years ago, if you needed to buy a pair of shoes, you'd probably have gone to your favorite shop. I mean, a physical one. Today, it's more likely that you will buy them online or at least browse the internet or social media to make a choice. Tomorrow, with the metaverse, we can expect brick-and-mortar stores to take even more of a backseat. That's because the metaverse will allow you to do what you do today online, but it will also provide much more opportunities. For instance, I'll be able to try and clothe virtually if my avatar is a close enough replica of me. The metaverse is in high enough resolution and the products can be manipulated easily. I'll be able to explore more aspects of luxury products than I can in person, the inside of an expensive watch, for instance. And I will also be able to test drive my car and simply have it shipped to me. One last example is movies. We used to go to cinemas, but with the development of various platforms, we now consume most of our audiovisual content online. Tomorrow, we'll be able to experience going to the movies in an interactive way and social way in the metaverse with a headset and without leaving our sofas. That's very interesting, Victoria. But what does that mean for our clients? Do they need to change their behavior when it comes to their brands and copyrights? Well, definitely. This is a big development in consumer behavior and one that businesses need to engage with or they risk getting left behind. As a consequence, I think it is pretty clear that all companies are going to need an IP strategy for the metaverse. I am sure a lot of businesses have already considering or have already planned how their goods or services can be exploited in the metaverse. The same goes for their copyrighted works. I see. Do you have any current examples, maybe? Well, of course. First, for inspiration, one can look at how brands have already collaborated with the gaming industry. An easy example is product placement. This is done in video game, as it was done already in movies or TV series. For example, one brand can pay a publisher to have a billboard within the game advertising its products. Or a fridge containing branded drinks, for example. Another example which provides even greater engagement with customers is branded clothes that the user may choose for their avatars. These are obvious ways for brands to connect with a younger audience and create high value and prestige for their products. A good example of a brand's development in the metaverse is Nike. Nike has created a space on the Roblox platform where users may pick Nike shoes and accessories for their avatar, which can be used anywhere on the platform. Yes, and other brands have gone even further and started to create virtual shopping or other brand experiences. For example, there's a Gucci garden in Roblox as well, where avatars journey through themed rooms based on Gucci's design history. And there they view, try on and purchase digital Gucci products. So I think it's clear that clothing brands are heavily invested in the metaverse. 
This is demonstrated by Decentraland's first Metaverse Fashion Week, where you could view the latest digital wearables, watch fashion shows, and attend parties and music events. But it isn't only clothes. Manchester City and Sony worked together to create a virtual Etihad stadium and game. So there were fan engagement opportunities, such as watching live games, as if the fans were there in person. Well, it sounds like a great opportunity to increase exposure to many brands. Elise, do you know what businesses need to be thinking about to protect their brands in all of this? Well, we expect that most relevant businesses already have a brand strategy. This, of course, will involve registering and mentoring trademarks for their key brands. As you may know, trademarks need to be registered for the goods and services for which they are used or intended to be used. So businesses expanding into the metaverse should be considering whether their existing trademarks cover their new activities in the virtual world. That being said, a complete overall may not be necessary. For example, if you have a trademark covering sports shoes, this trademark should offer protection against the sale of virtual trainers in the metaverse. That is because the goods are likely to be considered similar. However, we recently saw some companies, such as a global fast food restaurant chain and a well-known sportswear company, ensuring that they have covered all possibilities. So what they did is that they have extended their trademark coverage to things like virtual goods, the provision of retail store services featuring virtual goods, and the provision of virtual restaurant services. Yes, I think a lot will depend on the specific uses of trademarks in the metaverse and the scope of the existing trademark specification. It is possible that a lot of the trademark use in the metaverse might be considered to be advertising services. However, in order to be cautious, some companies may decide to extend their trademark coverage to some newer digital uses, particularly because digital assets in the metaverse are likely to have their own independent value. That is why you see some companies now registering um, for virtual apparel or accessories for use in a virtual environment. In the near future, we may also see registrations for things like entertainment services or communication services for use in virtual environments. Brands should also remember that the metaverse is global, so brand owners should consider whether the territorial scope of their marks covers the sales of goods into all relevant countries. Similar considerations will apply when clearing the use of marks for virtual goods. So far, we mentioned traditional trademark protection. Victoria, do you believe that companies should also be thinking about new forms of trademark protection? Well, yes. One obvious consideration is whether it might be possible to try to protect the look and feel of a particular metaverse world. We know that Apple managed to register a European trademark for a particular layout of their stores. However, that protection was quite specific and probably doesn't translate very well in the metaverse. The overall impression of a metaverse experience is quite subjective, so it might be difficult to register as a trademark. Again, a lot will depend on the particular circumstances. And in addition, I think we will see a lot of new examples of multimedia or hologram marks. Yes, that makes sense. But Elise, do you think it's just trademarks that we should be thinking about? Definitely not. We always say that it's best to have a broad range of IP protection and the metaverse is no exception. A good example is the avatar design or brand extension that we've been talking about. If they involve the visual appearance of a product, design protection could be available in the EU and in the UK. And one key benefit of design protection is that it is not linked to a specific good or service. So a design registered, for instance, for a particular design of a physical jacket may also protect against the copies of that jacket in the digital world, or vice versa. The same goes, for example, for a design covering a graphical user interface used in relation to mobile phones. It should also cover the same interface in the metaverse. Yes, exactly. 
And another interesting issue relates to design. As you may know, unregistered design protection may arise in the UK if a design is first disclosed in this territory. Similarly, unregistered design protection may arise in the EU if a design is first disclosed in the EU. Based on these rules, it might be very interesting for a company to organize a global launch of the product in the metaverse. Because depending on how territory and jurisdiction will be addressed within metaverse, one can argue that the first disclosure took place at the same time, both in the UK and in the EU, thereby giving rise to protection in both territories. Yes, that's interesting. We also shouldn't forget about copyright. Amongst other things, that provides long-term protection for original artistic, literary, musical and dramatic work. There is the potential for many aspects of the metaverse to be protected in this way if they are original and involve free and creative choices. The metaverse will also raise specific copyright issues that we are already seeing in other industries, such as video games. So let's think about user-generated content, for example. Many metaverses provide tools for the users to create virtual content, and it's pretty clear that that's going to be a big part of the metaverse user experience. However, that's going to raise clear questions about the ownership of the IP in the user-generated content and how it will be protected. Similarly, if user content is infringed, the same issues will arise. Thank you, Bear, for bringing infringement. We talked a lot about how we obtain and maintain sufficient brand protection. But what about infringement? Does the metaverse also change the IP infringement landscape? Let's start again with trademarks, shall we? Yeah, sure. Well, first off, there is obviously a risk that brands are going to be misused in the metaverse. Copycats may see this new environment as a big opportunity to create digital goods and to try to exploit the reputation of well-known brands. Think about the meta Birkin dispute involving Hermes, for instance. And it's so easy to create knockoff brands in the metaverse. You don't need the type of infrastructure that's required to create physical counterfeits. So I can see some brands having real problems, particularly if they get a reputation for not monitoring cautiously what's going on in the digital world. Definitely. And one more complication for metaverse disputes will be the question of jurisdiction. Indeed, IP rights are territorial, meaning that they are protected on a specific jurisdiction. But metaverse aims to be borderless. The same issue had arisen in the past in relation to the internet and was resolved by courts by taking into consideration criteria such as who the website is targeting, and where it is located. But I am not sure this criteria may be applied to Metaverse, as there will be little connection with real jurisdiction. Payments will probably be made in international cryptocurrencies, and it isn't too clear who or what is being targeted. Another issue for trademark litigation in the Metaverse will be to assess whether all uses of marks will be considered to be used in the course of trade, as this is the criterion to find an infringement. This will, of course, depend on the circumstances of the case. Yeah, I can understand. Beverly, you spoke about copyright implications in the metaverse earlier. Are we also likely to see an increase in copyright disputes? Yes, it's already started. For example, there have already been copyright complaints made against Fortnite's avatar animations that are alleged to be copies of dance moves protected by copyright. This shouldn't really come as a surprise. In very simple terms, the metaverse is going to increase the amount of digital content out there. So you've got a whole new world being created with endless scope for designs, imagery, sounds and music, much of which might be protected by copyright or other IP rights. And with that comes a real risk that more of that content will be copied without permission. Or that some metaverse operators take creative design elements or inspiration from other aspects of the metaverse 
So I can see IP owners looking to prevent others from copying their artistic, literary, musical or dramatic works via copyright. Or even the get up or the look and feel of their digital environment via things like passing off or unfair competition. Yes, and the other key aspect is that the metaverse and its technology will make it easier to copy third-party content. Just like we saw a huge surge in copyright infringements when music and movies started to be stored and copied digitally, the metaverse will make it easier and quicker to copy, move, and disseminate content without authority. For example, users may start to use holograms to import items from the physical world and use them in the metaverse. But if these items contain, for example, photos, movies, artwork, or music, they might be protected by copyrights. And taking any sort of digital copy or communicating them to the public is likely to be problematic. Similar issues will also arise with the use of augmented reality. Indeed, AR may encourage users to take photographs or scans to trigger features. But if a copy is taken of an artistic work or a third-party logo, this may require permission of the copyright owner. So it sounds like we might be expecting an increase in IP infringement as the metaverse develops. Victoria, what do you think brand owners should be doing to ensure that the enforcement strategies are ready to tackle the virtual world? Well, my top piece of advice is to ensure that all IP owners keep on top of what's going on in the metaverse. It's evolving every day. Fortunately, many brands now have monitoring services to check for misuse of their IP on the internet and in social media. I think these services will need to expand to cover the metaverse as well. Keep in mind that the metaverse is supposed to be ever-expanding and changing. This will make it much harder for IP rights holders to monitor and take legal action against all infringing activities. For sure, we can expect to see the development of new and improved tools that are more capable at detecting innovative forms of infringement. There is also the possibility of using technological protection measures or paywalls to prevent pirated materials from being viewed or used on metaverse platforms. However, unfortunately, there is uncertainty around the efficiency of such tools in decentralized systems with the governance issues we've raised in our first podcast. And what about contractual arrangements? That's another interesting topic. For those brands that want to start to market in the metaverse, I think it would first be very important to ensure that their licensing arrangements clearly extend to the metaverse and or cover NFTs. Consider a celebrity brand endorsement for a moment. Let's say a famous brand pays Joe Blocks to wear its gear exclusively. If Joe has a virtual avatar, should this avatar wear the same gear too? If it's not expressly specified in the contract, it might not be so. And what about existing license agreements? Are we to consider that they extend automatically to the metaverse? Here again, it is far from certain. More generally, the issue of territoriality within the metaverse will also have to be addressed carefully when drafting contracts. Yes, exactly. And another point of focus for company will be to define in the contract what is an acceptable use of the license IP in the metaverse. Metaverse is a great opportunity for brands to increase awareness, but it is important for them to impose strict quality control to preserve the brand image and reputation. For example, if we go back to your example, Elise, a good idea would be to add in this agreement clauses that specifies precisely what uses John can do of the products in the metaverse. We have not talked about the companies operating the metaverse platforms yet. Bev, maybe you can tell us more about them. Do you think they will be able to assist in controlling IP infringements occurring on their platform? I think many of the issues that we've seen in relation to other online platforms will need to be considered for the metaverse. A key issue in the EU will be what the metaverse platforms need to do in order to place themselves within the e-commerce directive safe harbours. So whether they should remain passive and only respond to takedown requests or whether they start to be more proactive and introduce things like content filters. 
Having said that, I think filtering in the metaverse may be even harder than on the internet because there's going to be such a high level of user interaction and a real blurring between digital works and the physical environment. In addition, in a decentralized metaverse, there may not be one platform with enough control to tackle all of the IP infringements. Well, that's been a very interesting discussion and we've covered lots of issues. To conclude, what could be your take-home points? Um, as you say, we've mentioned some of the issues that we think will be caused by the metaverse. However, we certainly haven't covered everything, and especially since a lot of different companies join the metaverse every day. We'll no doubt see new IP issues arising as the metaverse continues to develop in the coming months and years. I think a key takeaway would be to be aware of this new development and start preparing today for what's to come. The metaverse will certainly impact IP strategy, um, but more fundamentally, it will impact entire businesses. Indeed. Overall, the metaverse is a very exciting concept. It will create many new opportunities for socializing and having fun in the digital world. And it will also allow brands to expand and reach new markets and demographics. However, as we discussed, this new development will come with its own challenges. That's why there needs to be some checks in place to stop it from becoming the Wild West where companies can't protect their interests. From an IP point of view in particular, there is a need to prevent it from becoming a place where infringers can go unchallenged. Thank you. We hope you found this to be a helpful summary of the brand issues raised by the metaverse. Thanks so much to Victoria, Elise and Letitia for speaking today. And thanks also to you for listening. As always, please do contact us if you'd like to know more about specific issues raised by the metaverse. Thank you.